Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Okay. Doggy Style. Okay. Reasonable Doubt. Okay. <clears throat> Carter Three. Okay. All Eyes <laughs> on Me. Okay. So we got West Coast. We got Lauren Hill, East Coast. Jay Z, East Coast. Carter Three. We got the South. All Eyes on Me. Okay. Okay. I understand. <laughs> Now, you want my list? You want my list? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's get it. You got me let's fired up right now. You got me fired up. Let's go, Tate. Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, yesterday we were supposed to record. We had so much on the docket, but we had some technical difficulties. But we are here today, and thank goodness we waited, because last night we got the Brooklyn Nets and the LA Lakers. And it seems like the NBA world, the media world, they're crumbling today, BJ. Have you been watching? Yeah, I've been watching. Um... (laughs) They're saying the Lakers are vulnerable, BJ. You know, Midas got me a little off by, off by what's his name? He gave me a list, which he gave me a list of. Do you want to talk about the list first? No, I'm not going to talk about okay. the list. But I'm just going to start growling because, you know, that's what an MC does. You know, yeah. So when I growl today, Midas, you know, just keep that into the show. You know yep, what I mean? Yep, yep. Um but yeah, let's talk about our good friends, the Lakers. Let's talk about the Nets. Let's, mm. let's go for it. Let's get after it. Let's go for it. Last night on a West Coast swing, the, the Nets come to L.A. and they put on a little show. But they got Joe Harris and, uh, you know, he has a nice night, 21 points. And, you know, KD's on the bench making memes, BJ. You know, it was, uh, it was a fun time for the Brooklyn Nets, not a fun time for the Lakers. Uh, AD still getting back, uh, still trying to figure out what his timeline is going to be. So... That's pretty much the crux of the argument. These two teams played last night. The the NBA fallout has been what's next? You know, are the Nets the new team to be coordinated? And maybe the power rankings were right, BJ, this whole time. We just didn't know that they were right. I'm waiting on you to ask the real question here. I'm not <laughs> dancing right now because <laughs> you know, you handed me this mic. Yeah. yeah. The Nets, okay, they won a game. Mm. But what's the real question? What's the real question? Because I got the idea when I was watching the game last night that without saying it, that we all felt or the Mm -hmm. fans felt, (laughs) TNT felt, people are conjuring up this idea that maybe that was a preview to the NBA finals. That's what we heard. Yeah. Okay. So, Tate, let's get to it. What are you really asking here? I'm asking if this is the NBA Finals, are the Lakers, who were called, BJ, before the start of the year, the deepest team in the NBA, are they deep enough for the Nets? And then on the flip side, have the Nets actually turned this so-called corner? Because we keep hearing this. The Nets last night, or the past three games, I should say, they have turned the corner since the Pistons game. They are now a defensive team. They have bought in on defense. Uh, They are calling out switches. Uh, So those are the two questions. Are the Lakers deep enough for the Nets? And are the Nets actually turning the corner defensively? Well, I watched this game with <laughs> intense curiosity last night. I love it. Tate, I was as I expect, BJ. Because Tate, I asked 
my mail delivery person, I say, <laughs> can you deliver the mail a little later this evening? Because I'm expecting a message. I'm expecting someone to send me a message. They said, no problem, BJ. So I was waiting <laughs> on the messages to be sent. The subliminal messages that were going to mm. happen with a game like this. Okay. First, there were key players missing. Yep. Okay. On one hand, from the Lakers, AD is out. On the other hand, KD is out. Schroeder, he was out. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, he was ready. Now, one thing that I'm going to say, the message that I received last night after the game was the following. The Brooklyn Nets are the best in the NBA at playing small ball. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means yet, but when you say small ball without a center on the floor, the Nets are the best. They're the best. James Harden is a is a major problem. <laughs> major, major. He's a, he's a major problem. Mm-hmm. I agree. He's the, he's the he's the one I'm watching. He's the a ma- and yeah. the reason he's a major problem is because as I'm looking from the Lakers' perspective, who are we going to defend him with? Yep, exactly. Okay, and I'm looking around the rest of the league, the other 28 teams, and I'm asking the same question. Who are we going to defend him with? Because Kyrie Irving off the ball, it's another problem. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Now, I have yet to have seen a team, T, in my lifetime, and since I've gone back in the history of the game, of the NBA, I've been part of the NBA since 1989. There's one thing that has stood the test of time. You must defend in this league to be a champion. The Brooklyn Nets don't defend. The Brooklyn Nets don't rebound. (laughs) But in today's game, in the regular season, this is a major problem. I got the message last night. They're the best in the NBA small ball. LeBron James included. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't say that often because LeBron James affects the game because he can play the one. He can lead the lead in assists. He can play the two, the three, the four. The only position he really hasn't done at a great length of time is the five. Mm-hmm. Last night, that Brooklyn Nets showed me they're the best team in basketball at playing the small ball game. Now, let's say AD does come back. Mm-hmm. There's only really one other player that could kind of, there's two players that could kind of cancel him out. There's Giannis. But then there's KD. Mm -hmm. KD is seven feet. AD can't guard three players. He can guard one of them, but he can't guard three. The Brooklyn Nets have my attention, but they haven't answered my question. Can you win without playing defense? Mm -hmm. I've never seen a team do it. Mm Mm-hmm. So no one, myself included, is qualified to answer the question until the end of the season because no one has ever done that before. So what am I saying here? Now my curiosity has been piqued even more so by the Brooklyn Nets because 
they are attempting to do something no one's ever seen before and no one's ever done before. Which is exactly, if you know Kevin at least a little bit from a distance, that's something that he marvels at the history of basketball and, you know, those types of conversations. And I could see him wanting to do something that is so off kilter to say, like, I want to, ch- defense don't win championships. This this overwhelming offensive firepower force that we have that comes in waves that's hard to keep up with that compounds that's the thing with this Nets offense it compounds over time and you have to keep up with it and they're trying to outscore you and it is like you said it's a it's a it's a it's a sociological experiment of some sorts to see if you can just win on one side of the floor but then I will say after the game Kyrie in his press conference said after the the Pistons game they had to turn on defense they weren't going to win anything without defense so they're saying the right things but as we've watched them play they are an offensive team they are going to win this by outscoring teams and i i find it fascinating it's fun to watch you know it's 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 funny to tell you how players good players always figure it out how to play with one another mm-hmm. you know i i like to maintain my humor about all of this right i don't want to take myself too serious i don't take things too serious it's just kind of my nature but one of the funny Kyrie I find he's he 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 makes me laugh like his <laughs> interviews are because I think he's always like telling a joke you know it's like yes. it's like do you get the joke or you don't get it yeah so either Kyrie you're, says, you're not yeah Kyrie says I think it was last week <laughs> I'm gonna let James Harden mm-hmm. play point guard position yep <laughs> I just thought that was the funniest thing all week now, no one else was laughing, but I just thought it was the funniest thing. He didn't say Coach Nash. He didn't say, <laughs> he didn't say, you know, James Harden and I had a discussion. So I made KD. a decision. Yeah, yeah. He said, I'm going to let him. And here's the guy that was just a couple of weeks earlier. We couldn't even find him. <laughs> I just thought that was the funniest thing to me, right? He just yep. he just kind of casually said it too, and he was serious, right? He didn't laugh; he just <laughs> said it. So, you know, I just think Kyrie he has a. I get him. Like, I just yeah. can't wait to hear him speak. Like, you know, I just can't wait to hear him because he's going to say something to me that just makes me laugh. My point being with all of this, though, which I find very fascinating, is when you you, you get to a state in your life, you get to a a state in your career where you're going to make it work no matter Mm -hmm. what. Mm -hmm. Say what you want to about this experiment, right? Those three players, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, they all seem very determined to make this work. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? And there's a part of me that I kind of admire that. Like, Mm -hmm. they all need the ball. They all are, they're arguably maybe the top three offensive players in the league. You can argue that. Yeah. If they're not the top three, let's just say they're the top five offensive players. I mean, Kyrie, I mean, he, he really is a brilliant basketball player from that point guard position. Say what you want to about James Harden. I mean, offensively, that man can score. <laughs> yes. And KD, KD, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just what he, he, he just, he just gets buckets. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what he, you know, you talking about do what you do. 
That man just eats, sleep, and gets buckets. That's what he does. Like the Iceman, yep. Yeah, he just gets buckets. So I do admire that they're trying to make this work. And they're figuring it out on the fly. They're clearly not practicing. Their practice, to me, looks like the game. It's like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like watching them, they're like, oh, yeah, maybe it's probably James should be here. And now, okay, they've got that figured out. And then they're going to play some more games, and then they'll figure something else. But their role players are really beginning to find and catch an identity. Mm-hmm. Joe Harris especially. Yep. They're catching an identity right now. And that's what I'm beginning to watch them. But it's because they're putting this thing together on the fly. It's interesting now. I, I'm, I, I, they really have my interest. The next test for me with this team is to watch them play against Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. I really want to watch how they're going to defend the big because I'm not sure that the Joe Harris and, and Jeff Green, along with those other three, that's mm-hmm. the five that's going to finish it out for me. Right. That's not the that's not the five that's just going to go out and finish the game and get that defensive stop. Mm-hmm. But they have my interest now because you can't play small ball against them. And the only thing that's going to beat them is big boy basketball. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that's going to beat them. You got to be a big boy to beat them. So the as you know, Tate, the league isn't playing big boy basketball anymore we're not playing from the interior out they're the best at playing today's game they are without questioning you're not going to play pace and space better than the than the brooklyn nets end of discussion Mm. Mm. it's fascinating uh you know when you think about it because you know a lot of people you know we've seen these trade rumors that they may try to go get a drumman or get a big or someone like that but like you said they're basically calling they're calling your bluff they're saying if you want to go small with us if you want to put ad at the five even though ad didn't play in this game like we want to match up we want to go small too and ad is going to be at the five for us so i mean and and it's a fascinating matchup but yes yeah and and i think i think you know, you mentioned it when the Jazz played the Nuggets and they didn't have this, like, you know, they didn't send a message in that game and you wanted to see that from them. I felt like the Nets came into this game last night even without AD or without KD and without them having AD and they wanted to show something. They wanted to prove like they did and send that message and say, you want to go small with us? That's a mistake. <laughs> you, do, you don't want to well, play with us. You know, and I was watching the game. I, you know, there's some games that I watch and I, and I, and I, I look at the body language. Mm-hmm. When you play against this Nets team, there's nowhere to hide because you have to play individual defense and contain that individual matchup with no help. LeBron James is unique because you can figure out where to put him on the floor that gives you an advantage along with Anthony Davis because they are very versatile players. LeBron James is either going to have to guard James Harden or Kevin Durant for seven games. And AD is going to have to do the same. And 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 if you look at it, it looks like it'll probably be Harden for LeBron and AD and KD. This is, to me, 
Now, you it boils down to Kyrie playing one-on-one basketball <laughs> because AD, you're going to take away the Lakers. And this is what makes me, they got my attention. AD has to guard KD. AD has to, has to stay home, mm-hmm. which is going to create driving lanes for the others. Everyone's talking about the three points. No, 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 no. AD. So you say, well, what about AD when he had to guard Butler? That's why I liked, again, the shot blocking ability of those other two guys, in particular, JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. Yep. Because of the pace and space of the game. Not because I don't like Marc Gasol. I like Marcus Gasol. Marcus Gasol, former defensive player of the year, so forth and so on. But the way the game is played today, it provides a different problem-solving ability that I see because those three guys are like Ferraris. They're just getting up and down, okay? Mm-hmm. And you got to be able to play all of that with the speed and quickness and lobs and all of the things. Th- that's the only team. The Brooklyn Nets are the only team where AD and LeBron are going to have to make a commitment to one player in a series. Okay, you can't put Caruso on James Harden. Mm-hmm. You can't put Dennis Wesley Schroeder Matthews or on Kyrie yeah, yeah. Yeah. and just say that's your matchup. No, 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 no. You need more than one person or the kid Horton. No, that's not going to work in this series. That's not going to work. And if, if we got a series here, LeBron James is going to have to focus in on James Harden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, that's going to take away something on that other end. Yep. That's a big-time matchup. And it's same, same with AD. It's same with AD. And AD. AD. That's, a, that's, that's not Jimmy Butler now. This is a seven-footer and another seven-footer. And now it's tick for tack. Okay? So. And it's not like Kevin hasn't been there and won yeah, two yeah, finals MVPs. Saying, this is what so. I'm saying. I, and, and Kyrie. It's been there as well. Hit a big shot. We all remember. Yeah, now, we all know. So I, I, I think we talk about small ball. So the only advantage that I see is you got to play big boy basketball, meaning, meaning. And I remember when we would play against the Golden State Warriors in that TMC. Mm-hmm. The, I'm sure there were more games, but in spe- specifically, I remember this in the Scanner Report. We have to have an enormous amount of offensive rebounds during this game if we're going to win this game. We got to be committed to not taking the first open shot, but be committed to taking the best shot every possession with the idea to give guys like Cliff Livingston and Scott Williams and those guys the ability to offensive rebound. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's how you're going to have to beat this Beat this Brooklyn Nets team. You got an offensive rebound against this team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, 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 you have to make them committed to gang rebounding and playing big themselves. Mm-hmm. Because if you take the first shot and get into a offensive game with them. It's a wrap. Yeah. It's a rat race. You have no chance. Like it's going to keep coming. 
you have no chance. Go run TMC taught me the old Don Nelson teams when he was coaching in Milwaukee. Yep. You you gotta have offensive discipline to not take the first open shot because that's what they want you to do, but to take the best shot you can get every possession with the idea we are we are going to be committed to offensive rebounding. Mm-hmm. So if the Lakers are going to beat the Brooklyn Nets, I'm looking for Montrez Harrell to be the difference. But in that series, I don't know where he plays. Does he guard Joe Harris? <laughs> does he guard, you know, I don't know. Who, who does he guard? Jeff Green, maybe. Yeah. Jeff Green. Yep. And that's a tough matchup, play. too. Yeah, because okay. Jeff Green's going to take who, you out of the three guard. I don't, yep. I don't know how this plays out. But what I do know is their advantages of LeBron James and 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 Anthony Davis, that's not an advantage in that series. It's mm-hmm. not an advantage. So we'll see. They have my attention. I'm ready now. I kind of seen what I need to see. I got the message. I want to thank the 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 the, <laughs> the, the mail delivery service for staying open late. I and uh, let's move on to the next one. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Discover. Any credit card can offer cash back, but only Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. It's like getting one of those birthday cards that's shaped like cash, so you already know there's cash inside before even opening it. But in this case, it's stuff with your first year cash back match, and you don't even have to send a thank you note. Cashback match only by Discover card. Learn more at discover.com match. Discover something brighter. It's not quite time for the madness that is college basketball in March, but that doesn't mean the fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players the chance to cash $100. New customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week, and if your team makes it rain, you cash $100. That's right, all it takes is for one three-pointer being hit by your chosen team to turn $1 into $100. Sounds like a no-brainer, right? This slam dunk of an offer won't be around forever so head to the app store now download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and get in on all the action DraftKings has paid out over seven billion dollars to its customers since 2012 so they know a thing or two about big paydays download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code Tate to get your shot to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code Tate for new customers to get a shot at one hundred to one odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be twenty-one or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winnings paid out in four twenty-five dollar bets. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler in Indiana. Call one eight hundred nine with it. Or in Virginia, call eight. 8, 8, 5, 3, 2, 3, 500. I love it. I love it. I feel like I learned a lot as well, BJ. That's good. I want to go uh, and run through the All-Star game, which is happening Sunday, March 7th, uh, you know, down in Atlanta. And we got the starters, BJ. Yes. I don't know if you've seen them. Yes. I'll run through them for you. We got uh, on the Western Conference, we got Luka Doncic. Uh, we got Stephen Curry. We got LeBron James. We got Nikola Jokic and Kawhi Leonard. Solid five. And then on the Eastern side of things, we got Kyrie Irving. Over James Harden, which is a little shocking, I thought. Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. Uh, so Kyrie is playing point guard on the All-Star team, but not on <laughs> his own team. How funny is that? <laughs> How funny is that? Well, it's the NBA. <laughs> and everyone makes a run, right? <laughs> everyone makes a run. 
Um, how do you feel about? I mean, I feel pretty solid. I mean, okay. you look at those I, I, listen, five. I can't how, say anything about it, but I yeah. but I feel like I have to say this here. You know, to us who watch the game. And we're just not casual observers of the game. You know, you're just the mm-hmm. casual fan who turns on the NBA. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. But some of us, this is our life. This is my life, right? I mean, look, I, I, I'm like everyone else. I'm trying to manage my 24 hours and get through life and do all those things. But I can't help myself when I hear the ball bouncing and the shoes squeaking. I just can't help it. Right? Mm. I love my family. I love my kids. Game comes on, I just can't help it but watch it. I I mm-hmm. I, I, I I try to I, I can't. And the reason I'm saying this is because in particular, there's a player, Damian Lillard, who consistently over his career has been playing the game at a very high level. And you want you like to see people get rewarded. And I'm not saying life is fair, but Damian Lillard has been nothing short of spectacular this year. He really has. I mean, yeah. he started in the bubble last year, but he really deserves to start. I don't know when I look at the names you said, Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, can't. I mean, those are, look. <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to take those okay. guys out, exactly. But there is a player, Damian Lillard, who's playing the game at a very, very, very high level. And I don't care what conference you're in, okay? He is one, two, however you want to slice it, dice it at his position every year. He makes big shots. Mm -hmm. He has displayed leadership. But more importantly, he has done this now consistently over a period of time. And I don't want to look back and say, why or have you... The man is well-respected, and he deserves our respect now. Mm -hmm. So he is a starter. I don't care where where he should be starting. He should be starting. Mm -hmm. Right? I don't know who you take off because those guys are deserving too. I mean, that's a Bradley Bill and Kyrie Irving. That's a good list. Yep. Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, that's, that's a great list. But Damian Lillard is in that conversation. Okay. He's in that conversation without question this year. And I just want to say that I'm not into like, oh, who's getting slighted and who's, but Damian Lillard now deserves all of the recognition that you can give a player because of the consistency and the level that he's been able to achieve for an extended amount of time now. And we, yeah, and we have to point out he does not have his running mate. He does not have CJ McCollum he, there who's injured. He doesn't have Nurkic. He's doing this. He's, he, he's leading and getting these young guys to play up. You know yeah. what I mean? And he, I just want to make sure that we say that here because we're lifers here. You know what I mean? And yep. We have fun just like everyone else. But Damian Lillard really, I mean, he's in the conversation now. And every year you can say this about him, but in particular this year, he should be in the MVP conversation Mm -hmm. on what he's been able to do. And he's been doing this for a long time. And when you ask players around the league and I ask clients and other players and coaches, they all point to him and no one, no one I've heard say, you know, that he's not deserving, 
But I just want to make sure that we recognize, okay, there's only 10, but I don't care how you slice it or dice it. He's in that conversation. Mm, mm, 100%. And then one more thing on the All-Star game. Uh, Bradley Beal um, was a guy that I felt last year, you know, I mean, he was unbelievable last year, did not get the recognition to be an All-Star. And then this year he comes back as a starter. So that was, you know, one of those stories that you do like to see because Bradley Beal, um, as much as the Wizards have been, uh, you know, an experiment of sorts, they have not been able to get things rolling as they had hoped with him and Russ there. They have been professional and Bradley's been professional and he's played some great basketball. So I thought it was cool to see him, you know, get that nod from the fans as well. Yeah. You know, if you, if you're an offensive player or you're an offensive coach or you enjoy offense, Bradley Beal is yeah, watch him play basketball. Yep. You should, you, you should watch, you know, he's very skilled. He's added new things to his game every year. You know, when he came into the league, he was probably more of a catch and shoot guy. Yep. Now he's putting it on the floor. He can play in isolation, dribble, create space. You know, he's shown a, even an ability, even at his size, have a little post-up game, mid-range game, floater, runner. So he is a terrific, terrific offensive player. Mm-hmm. And he he deserves to be on that list. And the one thing that I, I admire about him from afar is that you know, he he said this is where, you know, D.C. is home. He's not running from that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I respect that. You know, I respect that with him because it's the trend now is to go and and that's fine, too. That's your choice. Yeah. But I, I like it when. You know, when you when you stick Dame it out, Dame and Steph yeah, I, I, and Beal, I, I I love it. I I I love the the thought of if it ain't rough, it ain't right. Mm-hmm. No, you uh, like you to know, be you like to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. I I I like that. I like the fact that he says, you know what? Hey, man, I I could probably go someplace and chase that, but you know what? I'm right here. I'm in, I'm in I'm in the D.C. area. Yep. And I like that. And so. You know, congratulations to him. It's all of the work he's put into the game. He's very deserving, phenomenal player with, and he's in the height of his career. So, you know, he's going to be doing this for a long time, hopefully no injuries. So it's just a great tribute to him and it, and to all of the people who love the game, you know, look at guys like Bradley Beal. Cause this guy is a champion, right? He's yep. a champion on exactly. and off the court. I think we he's, need to speak about that more, BJ. Like saying yeah. people are champions in the way they carry hey, themselves and behave. Yep, yeah, exactly. he, 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 he's a champion. You know, Bradley Bill, you know what? Like the work he does in the community, you know, you, 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 you look at, you, you look at Damian Lillard, he's a champion. Mm-hmm. And we need to acknowledge, especially our, my generation, need to acknowledge these young people because, you know, I, I admire these guys, not the guys who win. Look, we all want to win, but you, you, you got, it takes some luck. Yeah. But those guys are champions, man. The, the, <laughs> the way they conduct and carry themselves, the way they play. So, uh, you know, I just want to make sure that here on pushing through that yep. we acknowledge them and for the work that they're doing, not only on the court, but off the court as well. Absolutely. And BJ, one more thing on the All-Star Weekend I have to ask you and point out. The NBA says to the world, 
They want LaMelo Ball. They want LaMelo Ball in Atlanta. They want I thought him you were to say they wanted me to DJ. They, I thought they wanted me to I, DJ. Look, I'm, I'm down for you to DJ as long as LaMelo's there doing the skills challenge. I'm okay. excited. I like the NBA wants him there. And uh, Anthony Edwards as well. And I think both those kids are young and fun and good for basketball. So. Well, the NBA, look, they, they, they've done an excellent job of promoting the league. And you know, being a part of All-Star Weekend is a tremendous honor. It really is. It's, yep. it's fun. You get a chance to understand what this league is really all about, which is the business of sports. That's what it's all about. So having LaMelo Ball participate in the NBA weekend festivities in some capacity would be great for his career. It'd be great for him to understand the business. And he seems to have a great understanding of it. But more importantly to represent Charlotte, right? You always yep. want to have a representative down there. Maybe Gordon Hayward, maybe he's named, I don't know. But you always want to have a representative for the team, right? Every team should be represented because it really is a phenomenal, phenomenal opportunity to learn the business. And I would always go as a player, I would go and I was fortunate to have played in a game I was fortunate enough to participate a couple times in the three-point contest. And you get a chance to really understand just what a business you're in. I mean, you're mm -hmm. in a billion-dollar operation. So I had an opportunity to find my role or to learn how to play my role in this business that we call the NBA. So I think it would be terrific for the NBA to invite these players down there but, you know, I want to be also aware of yeah, you know, everything that's going on here now, right? Exactly. You know? But if it wasn't for COVID, if it wasn't for all of the things that we have going, I still think that there's a lot of positive things that come come around it. But, um, you know, so a little LaMelo would not be bad on my television screen right now. I mean, kids got a great smile. And, and look, I know one person would be screaming Mm. From the top of their lungs, from the top of his lungs, if <laughs> if Lamella won, and that would be Tate Frazier. Oh yeah, I thought you were gonna you, say Lavar. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you 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 are the Buzz City man. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, I uh, come on. I just like, talked to Buzz Peterson this morning. I'm all in on the Buzz BJ. You yeah, know what yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, locked yeah. in. It's, yeah, a, so, it's the it's the Carolina Hornets at this point. Exactly. You know, you're just waiting. <laughs> you and J. Cole and all of you guys yeah, from down yeah. there in North Carolina. You guys we're, be, we're five years away. We're five years away are, from the you, real run. You guys have been patiently <laughs> waiting for a star. Well, you got one. Finally. He, you, you got a star. Finally. We needed it, BJ. Well, this has been another edition of Pushing Through. We appreciate everyone coming along for the ride. We're excited for the small ball nets. We're uh, excited for all the storylines as they keep coming. Thanks for listening to Pushing Through. We'll see you on Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>